reading of today, the first reading from Second Samuel, chapter seven, from verse eighteen down to twenty-four, is quite inspiring to see a man like David manifesting the different dynamism of his heart, the heart of a man who is pursuing God. The heart of a man who is after the heart of God. Who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me thus far? That's a heart of gratitude. But the same psalmist in in today's uh, uh, reading says, O Lord, remember David, and all the hardships he endured. So there was hardship. The hardship did not deter his attitude of gratitude. You know, there are many people that count only their hardships. They don't count their blessings. And they allow their, their hardships and the difficulties they encounter to pull them down. And they'll be squeezing faces everywhere. And be making everybody look at them. I know what I'm suffering. They want you to, to see their suffering. But that's not it. David said, you have brought me thus far. What is, who am I? And yet, this was a small thing in your eyes, O Lord God. You have spoken also of your servant's house for a great while to come. And have shown me Future generations, oh Lord. He saw what was going to pass through him, what will come through his dynasty. Because Nathan came and spoke to David. He told him, see, this is who you are. Don't mind all your mistakes. There is something about you. You have to sustain it. Likewise, you too. There is something special about you. Sometimes God speaks to you in the, in the depth of your heart. But we don't listen. Or even when we hear him, we don't, we don't, we don't take hold of it. It's all, all the bad, bad side. All the negative things that are happening. That's what we take note of. And you did establish for yourself your people, Israel. To be your people forever. And God made him the king of Israel. We must learn to guard our hearts. You don't allow anything to just flood your heart and take control of you. You've got to be in charge of your heart. And one of the things that the word of God does is that it builds you to learn to mount your heart and take charge of it. Many Christians can't control their hearts. And because they can't control their hearts, they can't even control the energies that flows through their heart. And as a result of that, they are not even able to control their own lives. They are always under one influence or the other. When the Bible says, we did not receive the spirit of timidity, but power, love, and self-control. Self-control is our ability to mount guard over your heart and take hold of it. You decide and determine what you want your heart to respond to. And that's maturity. 
You must train yourself. Not to allow anything, everything you hear, what you see, what experience around you to determine the condition of your heart. Even the sickness that's in your body. You should, you should not allow it to come and determine your composure. No matter what. Because your heart is what runs your life. If your heart sinks, your entire world will collapse. That is why in the gospel, you see Jesus talking about the place of the word of God. He said to the crowd, is a lamb brought in to be put under a bushel? No. Under a bed? And not a stand? So when he lights you up, how does he light you up? He says, if any man has ear to hear. Let him hear. But you don't just listen to every any kind of thing. He now again, take heed what you hear. It's not every garbage you just pick up and you allow it to start tearing apart. They say this happening here. They say this one, say this. They say this one. You just gather all the information flowing everywhere. You are just dumped in your heart. And tomorrow your high blood pressure will rise. You say, ah, God heal you. How can he heal you when you are the one who opened your door and flooded your life with junks? They say, they say, they say, you will have faith in those ones. But thus says the Lord. Mm-mm. So you must take responsibility of your life when it comes to joining with God. It's not an easy task. But you must take the first step daily. And as you do that convincingly, the grace of God will sustain you. Take heed what you hear. That means it's not everything you hear that is heady for you. Let me expand it more. Take heed what you look at and watch. Take heed what you eat. Take heed, take heed, take heed. Meaning, get sense. Everything edible must pass through the mouth. Anything they show, you must watch. Addiction to social media is becoming a new phenomenon right now. Very soon, we shall be having schools, I mean, uh, hospitals, psychological hospitals, where people who are having social media madness will be treated. Seven hours, eight hours, they are always scrolling. Looking at this one. Look, it has become a, a, a menace now. It's a device that should help us, but now we're becoming to be born. We're now in bondage to it. Take heed what you watch. Take heed. Don't make your heart a dumping ground for every influence flowing. So, when he lights you up with his word, you grow, you burn in an increasing measure. That's why he said, the measure you give will be the measure you get. So, if you are the type that always want to hear from God, you want to hear more from God, you want his word to have ascendance in your heart, you'll get more. But, if you are very little of his word, say sorry, even that small one you have, will be taken away from you. 
That's what David said in the acclamation verse. He says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. We pray in the name of Jesus that we have the courage to man God over our hearts. That no intruder, no spirit will come into our hearts and rule us in the name of Jesus Christ. All the pockets of negative energies flowing everywhere, bad news, good news, all forms of circumstances and situations that flows everywhere and finds, that try to find their way into our hearts will have what it takes to resist them. We don't react to things. We respond to things in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that the Holy Spirit will increase our hunger for the word of God. That the more we hear it, the more it will be given to us in the name of Jesus Christ. And that word will be the the, the lamp unto our path. In this world of darkness, that word will be a light unto our path as we continue our pregnant journey in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And as the, 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 the David said in the psalm, he says, I will give no sleep to my eyes. I will give no rest to my body, you know, till I find a place for the Lord. May we begin to have a desperation for God in all things. Amen. Our passion for God will grow in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And when our passion for God grows more than every other passion, that means God has taken charge. And so at this moment, we pray that the Holy Spirit we establish this passion in our heart, the way he put in the heart of David, that we may fill our destiny in a grand style through Christ our Lord. Amen. Reading of today, the first reading from Second Samuel, chapter 7, from verse 18 down to 24, is quite inspiring to see a man like David manifesting the different dynamism of his heart the heart of a man who is pursuing god the heart of a man who is after the heart of god who am i O lord god and what is my house that you have brought me thus far that's a heart of gratitude but the same psalmist in, the, in today's uh, 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 reading says, O oh Lord, remember David, and all the hardships he endured. So there was hardship. The hardship did not deter his attitude of gratitude. You know, there are many people that count only their hardships. They don't count their blessings. And they allow their, their hardships and the difficulties they encounter to pull them down. And they'll be squeezing faces everywhere. And be making everybody look at them. I know what I'm suffering. They want you to, to see their suffering. But that's not it. David said, You have brought me thus far. What is who am I? And yet, this was a small thing in your eyes, O oh Lord God. You have spoken also of your servant's house for a great while to come. And have shown me future generations, O oh Lord. He saw what was going to pass through him, what will come through his dynasty. Because Nathan came and spoke to David. 
He told him, see, this is who you are. Don't mind all your mistakes. There is something about you. You have to sustain it. Likewise, you too. There is something special about you. Sometimes God speaks to you in the, in the depth of your heart. But we don't listen. Or even when we hear him, we don't, we don't, we don't take hold of it. It's all, all the bad, bad side. All the negative things that are happening. That's what we take note of. And you did establish for yourself, your people, Israel, to be your people forever. And God made him the king of Israel. We must learn to guard our hearts. You don't allow anything to just flood your heart and take control of you. You've got to be in charge of your heart. And one of the things that the word of God does is that it builds you to learn to mount your heart and take charge of it. Many Christians can't control their hearts. And because they can't control their hearts, they can't even control the energies that flows through their heart. And as a result of that, they are not even able to control their own lives. They are always under one influence or the other. When the Bible says, we did not receive the spirit of timidity, but power, love, and self-control. Self-control is our ability to mount guard over your heart and take hold of it. You decide and determine what you want your heart to respond to. And that's maturity. You must train yourself. Not to allow anything, everything you hear, what you see, what experience around you to determine the condition of your heart. Even the sickness that's in your body. You should, you should not allow it to come and determine your composure. No matter what. Because your heart is what runs your life. If your heart sinks, your entire world will collapse. That is why in the gospel, you see Jesus talking about the place of the word of God. He said to the crowd, is a lamb brought in to be put under a bushel? No. Under a bed? And not a stand? So when he lights you up, how does he light you up? He says, if any man has ear to hear. Let him hear. But you don't just listen to every any kind of thing. He now again, take heed what you hear. It's not every garbage you just pick up and you allow it to start tearing you apart. They say this happening here. They say this one, say this. They say this one. You just gather all the information flowing everywhere. You are just dumped in your heart. And tomorrow your high blood pressure will rise. You say, ah, God heal you. How can he heal you when you are the one who opened your door and flooded your life with junks? They say, they say, they say, you will have faith in those ones. But God says the Lord. Mm -mm. So you must take responsibility of your life when it comes to joining with God. It's not an easy task, but you must. Take the first step daily. And as you do that convincingly, the grace of God will sustain you. Take heed what you hear. 
That means it's not everything you hear that is healthy for you. Let me expand more. Take heed what you look at and watch. Take heed what you eat. Take heed, take heed, take heed. Meaning, get sense. Everything edible must pass through the mouth. Anything they show, you must watch. Addiction to social media is becoming a new phenomenon right now. Very soon, we shall be having schools, I mean, uh, hospitals, psychological hospitals, where people who are having social media madness will be treated. Seven hours, eight hours, they are always scrolling. Looking at this one. Look, it has become a, a, a menace now. It's a device that should help us, but now we're becoming to be born. We're now in bondage to it. Take heed what you watch. Take heed. Don't make your heart a dumping ground for every information flowing. So, when he lights you up with his word, you grow, you burn in an increasing measure. That's why he said, the measure you give will be the measure you get. So, if you are the type that always want to hear from God, you want to hear more from God, you want his word to have ascendance in your heart, you'll get more. But, if you are very little of his word, say sorry, even that small one you have, will be taken away from you. That's what David said in the acclamation verse. He says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. We pray in the name of Jesus that we have the courage to man God of our hearts. That no intruder, no spirit will come into our hearts and rule us in the name of Jesus Christ. All the pockets of negative energies flowing everywhere, bad news, good news, all forms of circumstances and situations that flows everywhere and finds, that try to find their way into our hearts, we have what it takes to resist them. We don't react to things. We respond to things in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that the Holy Spirit will increase our hunger for the word of God. That the more we hear it, the more it will be given to us in the name of Jesus Christ. And that word will be the the, the lamp unto our paths. In this world of darkness, that word will be a light unto our paths as we continue our pregame journey in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And as David said in the psalm, he says, I will give no sleep to my eyes. I will give no rest to my body, you know, till I find a place for the Lord. May we begin to have a desperation for God in all things. Our passion for God will grow in the name of Jesus Christ. And when our passion for God grows more than every other passion, that means God has taken charge. And so at this moment, we pray that the Holy Spirit we establish this passion in our heart, the way he put in the heart of David, that we may fill our destiny in a grand style through Christ our Lord. Amen.